Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Augustin Ryan and I talk about how N is for natural light and other features of our dream homes. We chatted about growing up in a well, tassels galore, and what a DMV makeover could look like. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi, Gus. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Adam? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, kind of cozied up here in this little, little cold LA weather of, you know, the low 70s, which I'm trying to trying to get through. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's pretty windy and kind of nasty here today. So speaking of natural light being our, you know, there's not much yeah. in this room right now. So <laughs> I, know. I know and we're gonna dive into the aesthetic of your place um very soon <laughs> but um what i like to do it, before we start is uh talk to my guests about how we know each other and so um, uh, do you remember how you and i met well we met at our friend's house daniel and james mm-hmm. right and um mm-hmm. yep. i think it was a halloween halloween party in 2017 or 16? See, I think it was, I think, I don't remember, you might have met me, I don't remember meeting you then, but I remember having a distinct memory of at another party uh, where I met you, and I think it was just a random thing, and I had a bit where every hour I was having someone cut like an inch off of my shorts, um, so yes. like by the end of the night, it was like tiny short shorts. And I think that might've been like one of the first conversations I had with you was like, Hey Gus, can you cut off my pants for me? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a Valentine's day party. Oh yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, that was Valentine's day. Yeah. So that was, I guess, winter of 2017, which makes sense. Whew, yeah. And so, yeah. So that was a, that was a bit ago and um, it was. You, you've gone through multiple hair transformations. You went from flowing locks to this printmaker bob cut yes yes and i mean did i ever have like oh yeah and i did i have fully shaved head at one point <gasps> you did have fully shaved hair yeah you, yeah yep you're definitely i feel like the chameleon of the friend group here yeah that was that was also 2017 i believe that was like summer of 2017 so yeah that's how we know each other um we're still all friends, I guess, to this day. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel like that that is like a strong group. I'll, I'll, it's so funny. As I talk to like people in that friend group on this podcast, everyone's like, oh, we met at this party. We met at this party. We met at this party. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember like being that much of a party animal. But um, no, I just built all these bonds with these lovely people at these lovely parties. Yeah. Well, that we, that we were lucky that they would throw these things, you know, like it was yeah. very like certain that they'd have something almost once a month at least yeah yeah and it was great because it was like a backyard with like a railroad apartment so it was just one long cavernous journey of a party which was so great and yeah formed these amazing friendships um just like you um so diving into what we're going to talk about so we're talking about how n is for natural light and other features of our dream homes and so the reason why you are the perfect person to talk about this with is that One, you are an interior design maven. Your place is impeccable and you have 
great um, artistic aesthetics. Uh, but also, I know that you are a huge proponent of the game The Sims, which I feel like <laughs> in quarantine, you blossomed into an expert on. So we're going to be talking about the interior of the homes. We're going to be talking about the exterior of the homes. Um, but I just like I want to dive in with like your love of interior design and kind of like how that how that started. How it started? Yeah, how did it start? Um, um, you know, I think that was it's something that started as far back as I can even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, like definitely like when I used to draw, I used to draw like in section as a small mm-hmm. child, like three years old, four years old. That's how I drew houses from the inside, showing mm-hmm. each room. Um, yeah. So I think that's how I got into it. And then and then you went on to study it, right? I did. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to go between, you know, wanting to be an architect or an archaeologist or a horticulturist. And I guess <laughs> I decided, I don't know, interior design seemed a little more at my alley, a little more doable for me. You went to FIT. Oh, yes. You, at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, which you have explained to me is the exact cadence to say it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fashion Institute of Technology, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the emphasis on fashion and knowledge. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. um, <laughs> come back and forth about that a lot. Yeah. Um, and so... But, but what is it about, like, interior design that you have, like, a passion for? Because I feel like you have a very specific passion for it. Um, well, I think, I mean, can I refer to our topic? I mean, because I think it is kind of true. Of course. Yeah, because um, I think from a young age, I was really attracted to um, 19th century design. You know, growing up, Mm-hmm. in upstate well Catskills and you know the east coast in general you have a lot of like you know older homes from the 19th century and I think those I instantly as far back as I can remember I was drawn to them and it was also my family was into them too um and it, sorry there's a dog barking outside um there's actually no there's actually something here that I've forgotten another core memory that I need to bring up going back to, you know, why my interest started as well. We used to play a game in the car. I grew up in a family of 10 children, including me. So we were always like in a big van or we Mm -hmm. were always like, you know, crammed in the back seat. So we used to play this game called dream home. And it was kind of not a very organized game. There were no rules. It was just whoever called the nicest house first, it was, that's my dream home. <laughs> so it was like, and, and some of them were great, you know, like if you were in a really beautiful area, you'd see a lot and it would be like insane amount of, you know, my dream home, my dream home, my dream home. Literally, that's what we did. So yeah, I think talking about dream homes and natural light, it's all really, it's very real. It's So maybe like, this idea of the dream home is also why I was so into it. Yeah, it's like it was literally in your blood. And so you were the youngest of all of these kids. So were you, you were just like in your own little world, like creating these like little houses, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't know, like if some people are 
I know I'm going to sound like old, but you know, like old printers that had the holes on the side to printer paper that was all attached to each other. Oh, we loved those. Loved those. When that went out of date, we had stacks of old letterhead from some random company that I would use. I would draw on the other side where the writing of the letterhead wasn't and draw like room to room. It would almost be like a reel of each room mm-hmm. leading into the next one too. Ugh. So oh, so fun. I know. I yearn for those days. I, I, I miss that paper. I would um, not only draw like super long things, but I would always peel off those like perforated sides and like weave them together. It was just like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so aesthetically pleasing. So one thing I do want to bring up about a story that you told me about your childhood home is that you had a well in your house, which is just the funniest thing in the world to me. We were renting, so we were always like moving from house to house. One of them had a well in the basement, which was horrifying. (laughs) I didn't like going near it. Um, I don't know how deep it was. Uh, It just had like, it was filled to the brim too Mm -hmm. with like crystal clear water (laughs) all the way to the top so like you get near it and you would like look in and you could just see the like you could see down into it into the water Mm -hmm. it was so clear Mm -hmm. um i mean did an entity rise out of the well i don't know um was there a spirit within it not sure um (laughs) but yeah it was uh it's one of those things that you just, you never forget. And apparently you never forgot either because it was Mm-mm. very scary. Very, very scary. I didn't like walking near it. Yeah, no, it's a, such a specific thing um, that I've never heard of in like any architecture of a house of just, you know, your basement <laughs> with like crystal clear water. It's so funny to me. Was that one of like the weirdest um, like attributes in any of the houses that you lived in? Probably. Um, I'm trying to go like, you know, I'm spinning, trying to think of anything stranger than that. Um, probably nothing weirder than that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing there. And, and in a couple of our, a couple of the houses I lived in, there was a big rock in the basement, which this also had a big rock. <laughs> so if you could picture what this basement looked like, one half of it was a gigantic like bedrock piece of the bedrock and then a well on the other side. It was a very weird place. I just imagine the builders being like, yeah, let's just build it here. I, well, I think that's how they did it because they didn't have dynamite. They like weren't going to blast mm. into the rock. So they're like, okay, this side of the basement is just a rock. Sorry. You know, like, <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah. so great. It's pretty nor it's it's pretty normal. It's kind of normal up there though, because a lot of the yeah. houses are built on hills and on like mm. on rocky slopes. So it's like they couldn't really dig that deep for the basement. So it's just like one half of the basement is like a rock. Oh, that is amazing. Uh, that is so funny. Um so like diving into yeah. kind of like aesthetics and kind of going from childhood to present day. So I'm obsessed with your aesthetic in your apartment. Um, can you briefly describe mm-hmm. to the people who are listening what the aesthetic of your apartment is? Um, well, it's like I mentioned a little bit earlier. It's like a definitely a 19th century aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. This building, though, was built in 1916. So it's, you know, not quite 19th century. Um, but it's, 
I mean, I don't want to show it because it's like no, a wreck because I'm like taking out all my Christmas <laughs> stuff. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's all yellow as you can see. Like it's not just like bad lighting; it's like actually yellow, <laughs> and um, it's it's got you can see a little bit of this uh, needle point that I have behind me, which is kind of like mm-hmm. arts and crafts movement. My friend Jared gave that to me, which was very generous. Um, so yeah, it's like a textured, layered, sort of like uh, 19th century Victorian, you know, aesthetic movement mashup of stuff. Yeah, it's it's like it's like um, in the most loving way, like grandma cluttered, which is like everything yeah. like, perfect with you. Um, what I'm obsessed is that, um, and I feel like when all of us came over one time, we were just fixated on this is the amount of hanging tassels you have in your apartment is pretty astounding. I think it was like in like the 20s <laughs> of like random tassels hanging from like a lamp or like there's even one behind you right now of like from your- Yeah, um, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I was just obsessed with it. And then you also had, um, I believe you had a candy dish with those like strawberry candies in them that only grandmothers have. Do you know what I'm talking about? That was that was specifically for you. Okay, that thank you, just, thank you. I don't have that all the time. <laughs> that was that was a special treat for you guys. <laughs> uh, it just fits so perfectly. And then you know, one of my favorite uh, features in your apartment is like this big gilded frame which is like really opulent and grand. And then in it is um, the uh, painting of the girl on the swing, like the famous Baroque uh, painting. Um, but it's all, it, it's a bunch of eight and a half by 11 printouts that you collage together to make this huge uh, print, right? Um, Ellen, you made that up. No, <laughs> no, it's a, I know what you're, yeah, it's not, it is a big gilded frame, but it's not, it's not the Fragonard painting. Oh, it's, I always thought it was. It's by um, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Singer Sargent. Uh, it's a Sargent painting. Okay. Called the Amber Ambergris Burner. It's like it's like a it's the actual painting is at the Clark Museum in okay. um, Williamstown, Massachusetts, and it's it's just a little piece of it. And yes, it's a tiled printout glued together stuck in the frame yeah <laughs> and it it, it it you know what it gets the job done it looks great but i'm just obsessed that it's all these printouts in this like gilded frame it's pretty amazing and my art history all of my all the students in my art history class are going to be like adam you fucked up yeah you know what though i can see why you you i could have had that i could have <laughs> it's, you know um i actually don't have i don't have an iteration of that i anywhere in my house but i feel like you are kind of like a living breathing interpretation of that i feel like you kind of go through life with that aesthetic yeah i i guess i am that i don't need that in my home because i just embody it (laughs) yeah it's pretty amazing um the way you walk through life with because like you do have a very specific aesthetic in that way in that you also i feel like in our friend group have coined um the mannerism of having the baroque hand which is just like this regal posture and then having this specific hand pose um, that you just throw out. And I'm just like, Gus, you are a Baroque goddess here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Why did I come? I didn't come up with that though. No, but you did bring it to the world. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Like something like this? I don't even yes. know. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like you're, you're delicately cradling, like, like in modern times, it'd be like, what, like, uh, a martini <laughs> glass with like a Dyson hand yes. or, or, or like one of those um, yeah. long cigarette holders. Yeah. I mean, I'm just solving a problem because, you know, everyone's always like, I don't know what to do with my hand in photos. So that was the issue. I was solving a problem that many people have, you know? Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. So would you say that like that type of aesthetic is your dream aesthetic? Like in any sort of space, you kind of aim to have that like 19th century vibe in there. Yes, um, definitely. But I, I like, but I do like, for me, I like it actually, and I like an actual older building too. You know, mm -hmm. I don't believe that you should like insert a, like a 19th century aesthetic into a modern building. Um, I think it's the layers that I most enjoy because it's like not everything yeah. in my apartment is old. Some of it's actually kind of modern, but the overall look is old. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like the layer. I like the layers of history. Like to me, like an interesting house. I don't necessarily love it when it's super authentic either. When it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this is like a textbook. I don't like textbook example necessarily of a style. Um, yeah. I like when you can see the way it changed and was lived in and was in that way, like, you know, things are taken away. Some things weren't valued and then other things were, I don't know. I like a layered, I guess it's a layered approach. Not so much like I want something stuck in the Gothic style or stuck in the Baroque style. I like, I like our like modern ability to have all of it and look back at it and enjoy it all at once. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, you don't you don't want to like walk into like a um recreation of like a 19th century home. Yeah, yeah. It, no, yeah, not at all. Not at all. Um in fact, I do like modern homes, which I think that that might come to as a surprise to most people that I like, you know, modernist houses too. Um mm -hmm. like I actually my house growing up was kind of a modernist house in a way. Um kind of like a like a knockoff of Frank Lloyd Wright, like not as nice, not as well done, but very cheap, but like trying to be that, you know, like wooden beams and stone and full floor to ceiling windows and things like that. Ugh, I, I appreciated that, that too. Yeah. That. Yeah. It was cool. If you were like building out, like you're like, you were moving and you had like a raw new space. Is there like a specific item or like um, detail that you would like, need to have that you would like bring into a new space um probably my four poster bed yeah yeah that's good um i got this crazy like i got it for so cheap i got it for 25 dollars. i got a Ooh, four poster fun. like cast iron bed and that's one of the few items i think i would take with me like mm. anywhere i would put that anywhere um because most of the stuff that i that I have actually, I got for free over the yeah. years. You know, I barely bought any of this furniture. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back. 
along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. <laughs> well, we were we were talking, Did we didn't really get to talk about The Sims, did we? I mean, if we start talking about that, that's all we're going to talk about. So I kind of avoided it. <laughs> well, we can dive right in. We can dive right into The Sims because I feel like in quarantine, you hunkered down. I mean, you've, you've always had an interest in The Sims, but I feel like in quarantine, you hunkered down yes. and were just like playing, yes. pl- playing with fire there. Yes, for, for real. That was an obsession. Um, I played hours and hours of The Sims. <laughs> I played it all night sometimes. It was... It was bad, but you know, I guess that was like my way of dealing with uh, the trauma of the time. Oh, totally. I mean, I played The Sims since the first version, like when I was very mm-hmm. little. I remember when it came out, my brother got it. Um, and yeah, I've always loved it. I, I didn't get into The Sims 4, which is the, the one that's out now, until till 2020. Like, and it came out mm. in 2014 or something. So oh, wow. it took okay. me a long time. I, I wasn't interested in it. It was because it was, I didn't have a lot of time. I was at school. I was working, whatever. Um, and it also was not great. It wasn't a great game at the time. Like it, it's, you know, famously uh, doesn't include a lot of really important things until they mm-hmm. didn't do that until later on. So I think I came into it at the right time. But, it, but yeah, I make crazy. I try to recreate Victorian houses, <laughs> mid-century modern houses. I've done like art deco like mm. theaters and everything that you can imagine. Um, natu- like naturally, I wanted to make the craziest Victorian mansions I possibly could mm-hmm. when I started. But then as I played the game so much, my brain started to break. And <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I'm going to make the most like normal, boring suburban neighborhood that mm-hmm. i possibly can <laughs> and like make these people have like the most like normal american lives they could possibly can have um and i d- i looked up the plans of the levittown houses i don't know if you guys know levittown it was mm-hmm. like these you know like those suburban post-war suburban homes or whatever that very controversial blah 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 but i decided to make those and they're like the most cookie cutter houses i made like yeah. rows of them um and i copied the original plan and like recreated as well as i could in the sims and then i was like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make bi levels and i'm gonna make split levels and i'm gonna make ranches and then i made a freaking mini mall i made a mini mall like ridiculous but yeah so that was when i like broke that was the breaking point when i was like i need to get off this I mean, that is, I mean, so like how many hours a day were you doing this? Um, this is this honor off the record. <laughs> um, I was definitely putting in like overtime, overtime. There you go. There you go. For sure. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was, I mean, I'd be doing other things while the oh, game of course. was running. Of course. You know, like it wasn't like I was just fully on it, but yeah. I was like pretty much on it. Because you remember we used to have these like, friends like hangouts yeah. on zoom or was it google hangouts we used to use yeah we, we did google hangouts and it would be you know a lot of us on there you know we tried to keep in touch yeah. it's impossible to talk to that many people 
on there. We tried though. Yeah, right? we tried really hard. Yeah, I would be on The Sims the whole time, like <laughs> playing it in the background, <laughs> and like, and then be like, and then I would like show everyone what I was making. Like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. It's like that's it. I also had a group chat with some of our other friends that were also into The Sims because Daniel was playing it, um, Laurel was playing it, and Cullen were playing it mm-hmm. too. So we were like sending each other like pictures of what our sims were doing and stuff um now were you making the interiors as well as the exteriors here yeah yeah landscape a whole the whole thing wow wow and the people you know all of it yeah that's the beauty of the sims yeah you know like the you you just do whatever yeah (laughs) then would you actually play the game or would you just like move on to building the new house yes i played one family for five generations Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I played one family for five generations and like continued, tried to, con- I could probably go back on there and continue it. I don't know. And, but the, here's the thing. If we want to talk about cliches, I based them, I tried to recreate Jane Eyre, the story <laughs> of Jane Eyre in The Sims. Ugh. Yes. And they were the, they were the like ancestors mm-hmm. of this huge generation of Sims. These many generations. Ugh, Gus, you never disappoint on being exactly who you are in any world, whether virtual or real. You, I'm just obsessed <laughs> with you in so many ways. Oh my god. Ridiculous. See, I didn't really play The Sims. I didn't have the game. I would only play like when I went over my friend's place. But I feel like whereas you were more interested in like building the houses, I was more interested in like building the person in like spending like so long on the person yes. and like kind of caring about the house and then not really caring about the game at all. I just wanted to like play dress up. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's really has something for everyone, I think, in that like every all, I don't know, gays, I guess, and girls, it has it. Mm-hmm. It has it all. <laughs> yeah, I think- so yeah it's kind of like you can make yourself be like whoever you wanted to be and you could live wherever you wanted to live which like growing up in like suburban massachusetts i was like oh i can be who i want to be amazing yeah oh yeah yeah for sure that i think that's that's really the biggest thing of of it all right i don't know yeah um but yeah i don't um what else can we talk about because i can talk about sims forever and i don't want to bore everyone Let's talk about some famous houses and aesthetics in film. So, like, do you have any, like, visuals that you specifically, like, remember um, of, like, uh, seeing something and being, uh, seeing something in film and being like, oh, my God, I want that. I want that place. I want it. Too much. Too many instances. Um, But one of, I would say, like, one of the most, maybe the most important one might have actually been, like, the uh the house from the adams family i mean i think that inspires a lot of people (gasps) yeah it's very that's a good one yeah i think that that house because i i still like that you know that style is french second empire like american version of it so like it was american Mm -hmm. 19th century americans copying french style so that's why it has the mansard roof that looks vaguely french um but I think that that style mm-hmm. still to this day, like I still want one. I still want a house with that roof. Oh, so um, good. And I'm still, I'm still, I'm still drawn to it. Yeah, I think the Adams is a good one. I mean, the house from Practical Magic. 
Oh yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. You probably you must have seen. That. Oh, I was about to bring up the house from Practical Magic because that was mine. Um, you and I were recently together up in um, upstate New York visiting. Yeah, our friend uh, Jameson Dam uh, for Halloween, and oh, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. house there looks like it's right out of uh, Practical Magic with all these like with like the turrets and the the. Um, everything's like wooden and all the porches, like the wraparound porches. It just has like this witchy vibe, which was like absolutely everything. Yes. Yeah. We were in Newburgh, which is just filled with houses like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like where Gothic revival got its like start in mm-hmm. America in a way. Like I think what's it called? Um, I always get their names mixed up if it was Davis or Downing, but essentially they were like, these American, one was a landscape architect and one was, I think, a regular architect. I don't know. But they like popularized it. So that's mm-hmm. like why that place is so filled with it. It's yeah. just like insane and it's amazing. And I grew up not far from there. So I went there when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like to Newburgh and was like floored. That was because I liked that look. I already knew I loved it when I was young. Yeah. And going there, my and my parents knew and my family knew, so they were like, We're gonna go there and I was like, Oh my god, you know. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmed. It was like dream home, dream house, there's my dream house <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I growing up, I yeah. don't remember seeing a lot of like houses that I like liked the architecture of. It was just like all color for me. So I grew up in a town called Sudbury, Massachusetts, and in the town next to it in Wayland I, or Acton, I believe, there was a house that was painted completely purple. Like if people can see the color of my shirt right now, like Welch's grape purple. Yeah, yeah. All of the trim, all of the doors, all of the yeah. doorknobs was like, it's like they just went with a paintbrush and painted the whole house purple. And I was like, ooga, ooga, I want that. And like, yeah. so I've just been a fan of like anything that's like one color, like um, Michelle Pfeiffer's, uh, apartment in when she right before she becomes Catwoman, um, yes. how it's all pink. I'm like, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah, I yeah. want. Um, I'm just like, g- give me like a monochromatic everything, everything. That's cool. I, and you know, I th- I think that that's actually a part of my aesthetic too. I don't know if you have noticed, like my curtains match my mm-hmm. walls in here, and everything's a little bit yeah. like golden. Um, and I'm actually my bedroom too is um it's all it's i'm doing wedgewood blue and white everything's gonna be blue and white in there so i i I get it i get that yeah 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 do you remember seeing anything in like um in like film or tv of like a really bad interior design decision like does anything strike you as like oh boy that's terrible a lot too i mean okay this is a really like i think it Okay, this is a, I'm basically sounding like a parody of myself here, but um, here we go. <laughs> and it was it was also the point of the movie too. So okay, I think it's like Beetlejuice. Like uh, okay, that change of the house was supposed to be out of touch. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to hate it. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to really dislike yeah. these people. Um, and I felt it, you know, and you mm-hmm. felt it when you were a kid, you were like, oh, it was like a normal, pretty house. And then they turn it into this like monstrosity, which I think <laughs> some people look back at it now and they're like, oh, I love the style of Beetlejuice. And I'm like, you're not supposed to. You didn't like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you got the point of the movie. It's supposed to be like silly, but I still yeah. think it's ugly for the most part, most of it. Um, 
I don't know. Well, you know what? No, this is enough. This is something interesting, though, that I just this just came to me. The way that in old TV shows, the outside of the house didn't match the inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. That used to really get on my nerves, even when I was very young, because I would look at what the front looked like. Mm-hmm. See the like little and that, like you know how the sh- the way the sets are shaped, they're on a weird angle, and you're like, this house doesn't exist. This isn't real. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's that was very much like the full house house. Yes, it made no sense, and you're like, that's not what the like the way the facade looked from the inside is not like what the facade looked like, and it just it was so blaring, like so obvious, um, to me how bad it was, and yeah, I just I often felt like. The exterior shots of the houses in TV shows and movies were often much better than the sets that they yeah. made for the inside at times, not always, but a lot of the time. Yeah, it, it really blew my mind Like as a kid watching like behind the scenes of like, say like, uh, what was it? Like Desperate Housewives or Gilmore Girls where like the houses are so like intrinsic to the plot and like yeah. going in, like they actually take you inside the house, but it's like they only have like the living room and then the next room is like a totally different set. And as a kid, yeah. I was like, what the hell? I thought it was like, I, I basically thought it was a dollhouse where it's like yeah, everything yeah. is as it is on the outside. Yeah. And they like put the camera to the back of it and just zoom into it. Um, but the, but it's funny that you say that because aren't they all on the same set? Like, isn't it the same back lot that those are all done on? Yeah. They're like, they're on the same like WB lot. Yeah. yeah, and then so exactly. is the Munsters' yep. house, the the house for the Munsters, which is another like iconic home uh, of that spooky genre. If you mm-hmm. one of the I don't remember which, but in Desperate Housewives, one of the houses is the house from the Munsters. They just took all the crazy decoration off. So it's a little more. <gasps> oh, it's really? A little bit, yeah, it's a little bit simplified, but it's the same. It's the same facade. Oh, that's cool. I have to do some yeah. research to figure out what house that is. You, you'll probably if you watch the show, you'll know instantly. You'll you'll see it. But I didn't really watch right. that much. Of All it, right, so I don't know. That's homework for everyone listening. Watch the monsters yes. and then immediately watch Jesper Housewives. Yes, and you will see. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Well, Gus, are you ready for a little bit of a game? Totally. Always. Yeah. All right. So this game we're going to play is called Extreme Home Takeover. And how it's going to work is that I'm going to give you some famous buildings, some famous houses, some places that we always visit. And um, I'm going to need you to pitch how you would redesign it or redecorate it to make it cuter. Okay. Cuter? Just cuter. Cuter or or just like a place that you would like more than than those places. So the first one is maybe the most famous house in America, the White House. How would you redecorate the White House to just be a little better? Wow. Um, definitely repaint it. I think so. What color are we thinking? Just to start. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could just be like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it could just be painted like, I don't know, like a sandy color. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, or gray. I don't know. I don't like the white. I don't like the blaring whiteness of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally would put some glitter in it. 
Oh gosh, you know what? Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. It, it does need something. It's it's not the most beautiful home. <laughs> no, no, it's not very warm. I feel like it could benefit from some of your tapestry, some of your tassels, some warmth yes. of the yellow on the inside. Well, it should be a little. I think it should be less classical, too. I, I could see like more um, yeah. whimsical Victorian stuff and more modernism in there. The neoclassical thing is not my thing. Yeah. No, it's a little too cold for me. I agree with that. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. Um, so we just talked about this, the full house home. How would you uh, update the full house home? I liked it, actually. I mean, I know it was fake and everything, but... You liked it? I actually really liked the design mm-hmm. of it, if I like can picture it enough. Um, it was well done. Even if it structurally made no sense. Yeah, it was a lot of wood paneling and a lot of staircases. I liked it. <laughs> I don't know if I would change it. All right, all right. I, I did love the um, the swinging doors between each room was very satisfying. Yes. yes. Um, okay, next one. Would you change anything about the Empire State Building? Yes, definitely. Um what would we do? Well, I, I like the original design and I like it. I think it's a beautiful building, but I don't like the, um, they added infrared heaters to the observation deck. And so it has this like, mm-hmm. and this was before the pandemic, but it looks like a, you know, like a pandemic era, like, uh, like, a one of the restaurant sheds, like outdoor dining, outdoor dining. And they had put it around the perimeter and put the heat lamps like in the outdoor dining areas. So people would go up there in the, I guess mm-hmm. in the winter and not be cold. Mm-hmm. And that really bothers me because you can see it from the street. You can see the glowing infrared yeah. light around the bottom. And it also adds a weird boxy thing around it. And I just think it was a really bad choice. Like if you're going to a outdoor observatory, like you should be ready for the temperature. Like, I just, yeah. I would rather, I, I, that I would definitely change. Um, and also I would have gone back to the original design and had Zeppelins go there. Uh, like, cause that was. Ooh, wait, what are Zeppelins? Uh, like blimps. Like they, when they first were designing oh, okay. the Empire State Building that, you know, like how it has like, you know, the, that spire on top that's all like, and then up. Mm-hmm. Yep. They had, they wanted that to be a place for them to like, uh, to like uh, moor onto it or whatever they call it, like they mm. to park on it or whatever and let out. Um, <gasps> and pe- they wanted it to be a station for them, but then it was like too windy and they couldn't like control them. And also, like the Zeppelin travel got re- became really unpopular because of the Hindenburg disaster and all this shit stuff. So they um, they didn't do it. So I think that I would turn it into that. Yeah, bring the blimps back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so into that. All right, um, one more, uh, and then we'll, we'll do a little bit of, of a freestyle. Um, how would you redecorate or redesign the DMV? Oh gosh, because it's pretty horrible. Yes, depending on the 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 one you're in, because I've been to some mm-hmm. newer ones that were not that bad. Definitely more natural lighting. 
speaking of our initial prompt yeah. here, uh, I think it's very good. Very a lot good. of them have no windows that I've been in. Um, and they're just like a fluorescent hellscape. So I think some windows might help. Um, skylights for that same reason. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that would help. Uh, f- but for the most part, like as annoying as it is to go there and as confusing as it can be, there's something that I came to realize going there recently, and that is it's more of a structural thing. It's not so much the design of the DMV yeah. that's the worst. It's the fact, I think that they forget that people that are going there have not been there in a while, usually. Like, you don't go there every uh, month. Oh, yeah. No. And I no, think yeah. that they, the policies, they're always like, it's the policies are different every time you go. So, of course, it's always a nightmare. You go there and they're like, oh, you were supposed to sign up online. And you're like, I just, you know, like, I came all the way here. Or, yeah, I think the issue is we don't go there. We Every time we go there, it's hell because it's different every time. So you go yeah. there thinking you yeah. know what to expect, but it hasn't. Been, it's been a long time sometimes since you've been there, and everyone's like annoyed that you don't know what to do. And it's like I haven't been here in like a decade. Yeah, I do think it would benefit from like a water feature. I think that would be relaxing. That was going to be the next thing. I mean, I thought I might have been being too extravagant. I think it was too <laughs> extravagant. But since you brought it up, yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. All right, good. I'm glad we're alive. A central pool <gasps> in the waiting area. Oh my god, a waiting pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm into oh that. Oh god, it, you know what it needs? It needs refreshments too. Like there should be a <laughs> Wait, there uh, you know what? I wasn't thinking enough. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Um, and then our last one, we're doing a Gus's choice. So is there a place that you would love to take on um, that either you experience in everyday life or a place that you've come across that you would just love to take your Sims brain into and just redo? Yeah, I think that the subway system, I mean, this is sounding really cliche, but it's really ugly inside for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, yeah. And... They put in all those LED screens a few years ago that mm. are – some of them have the schedules, yeah. but most of them are ads. It makes me want to shatter them with a bat because I'm like, you wasted all this money yeah. to put this here. Mm-hmm. Because and, and the thing is, is like it's always been – you know, this, the New York City subways are notorious for being confusing with train arrivals. A lot of them years and years never had it. Never. Yep. You never knew what was coming, when, where, how. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they added these screens in to do that, but most of them don't. And I think that that's something that I think is like very like yeah. deeply, deeply upsetting because it's like you're just, I don't know, it's it's just annoying. But yeah, I would design the subway. I'd redesign the subway system for sure. Yeah, I think that's good. Also, would be great with water features. Well, there are water features when it rains. I mean, we've seen what happens, the disasters, the disasters of the torrential, tragic, truly tragic torrential downpours of 2021. Um, Yeah, so like, you know, sometimes there is a water feature and we appreciate it. (laughs) I appreciate any. Yeah, it's just like an overhead cascading shower. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so I'm into that. I think that I think you taking on the subway system would be amazing. 
I imagine kind of like an Adam's Family revival in the subway system would be great. Everyone would love it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm here for that. Sign me up. I'll, I'll sign a GoFundMe. Okay, perfect. Um, Gus, so we we are wrapping up uh, this podcast, but I have a weekly segment where I ask my guests what they're obsessed with in a guest, in a segment called Guest Obsessed. So Gus, what have you been obsessed with recently? I'm always obsessed with a million things at once. So that's also hard. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? Actually, no, this is one. And it relates back to dream homes and houses and stuff. I have been obsessed mm-hmm. with octagon homes lately. <gasps> what are octagon homes? Octagon houses? Like octagon-shaped houses. Like there was a... Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I And I went to one... Uh, called the Armour Steiner Octagon House in Irvington, New York for during Halloween time, you know, like in October. And Mm -hmm. it's this really cool, really beautiful place. It's like two-story octagon house, but then it has a dome on the top of it. So then there's like two more stories inside the dome. And then there's like a cupola, like tower on the very tip top with like a spiral staircase up to it. And yeah, I think I've I've been a little bit obsessed with those and I've been drawing like my own plans for octagon houses a little bit. The guy that originally, he didn't originate in octagon shape, obviously, but he popularized the building style in in America in the 19th century. And he believed that they like, that they were like better for your health, easier to heat, easier to take care of. It's, it's all really interesting to read like the, the some of it's like kind of made up but like some of it is true it it does make Mm -hmm. sense it's you know they're they're more efficient generally and i just think they're they're kind of like not just a curiosity but i think something that could be revived and used again more yeah i'm into that i want i want more houses in specific shapes i want like a rhombus house i want a trapezoid house yes triangle house yes I love that. That's yeah. a fantastic obsession that I will now have to do a lot of research on because I love the idea of just like shaped houses. I mean, you love shapes. This is one of these things that I know about you. I historically love a shape, love a line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I um, focus more on fashion with that. But now architecture, I can have a shape and a line. Here yes, we go. Yes, and a silhouette even. Yeah, we love a silhouette. And a drape. And a drape. Ugh. We love a sensible drape. We love a <laughs> fringe. We we love any small detail that we can throw out about fashion. Yes. All thanks to the Fashion Institute of Technology. Yes, yes. In my case. In my case. Um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast. Uh, you're one of my nearest, dearest friends, and I absolutely Aww. love talking to you. Same. As people can tell, we get into the weeds of what we like to talk about and we stay there. So I greatly appreciate that. True, true. I hope this was interesting. (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. I I mean, I could talk to you about any niche thing forever. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And um, I, uh, I mean, you guys can follow me too at Augustine. Wait, oh my God, no. My Instagram is Augustine, U-H-G-U-S-T-I-N. And um, also at my, I have an art page, I guess you could call it, um, called Name Generator with an eight. So it's... I'll put it in the description because it's a genius page. 
Yeah, put it in the description. These things are a little confusing uh, for me, even. I actually forget how it's spelled at this very second. <laughs> um, and then I'm I'm also going to be starting a new job with a good friend of mine working in the textile industry, which is what I also do in, within interior design is working in fabric. And that is called Makrosha spelled m-a-k-r-o-s-h-a so you should follow her as well or us i guess it's really not just her it's us um yeah so that's it oh fabulous fabulous and everyone go follow because we all need more gus in our lives and those are three ways to get more of it um and for those listening i just want to uh, remind you to make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. And who knows, maybe we'll make an episode about it. Also, feel free to leave a rating or a review on anywhere you get your podcast because it really helps us out. Uh, but I uh, just really wanted to thank you guys for coming on my podcast and I really appreciate oh my it. God. Thank you, Adam. Bye. Bye.